Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club that is that kind of nerd. A show where we talk about the nerdy things we're passionate about and judge each other on what we bring to the table. I am your host this week, Brian Thornton. I'm joined by my two competitors, I'll say. <laughs> I guess so. CJ Mellon, Joshua Burns. Salutations. Yo, what up? Now, since relaunching what some people on this podcast truly believe is the best nerdy podcast on planet Earth, uh, we do have a new format. So how this is going to work is uh, each person brings a topic. And much like the uh, teeny bopper love triangle that I am caught in, they will try to impress me with all of their things that they can say about said topics. I will be awarding points. And whoever wins at the end gets to host next week. So that being said, let's start off with a little bit of, I don't know, banter, as they call it in the biz. I'm a little talk. concerned that you're in your mid-30s and you're trapped in a teenage love triangle. Are, like, is everything all right? <laughs> you know what? I blame you two. Why, you guys find me so irresistible. I can't, you know, <laughs> can't control that. That sounds about right. How how has your weeks been? Uh, can't, can't complain. Uh, right now, Comic-Con is happening. Uh, we're, we're not talking about it uh, in this episode just because, you know, Comic-Con's not done by the, the time that we're recording this. And then we have to sift through it all. So it's, you know, not something we can report live time. But I'm enjoying watching all the TikToks of people living their better life and spending absorbent amounts of money on things I'll never own. And let's, and let's face it, all the big stuff at Comic-Con happens on Saturday. Yeah. And we record this on Saturday, so... We'll we'll have to kind of stay tuned. I'm already seeing some things that I'm I'm excited about, um, and you know, watching the TikToks and and all the booths. God, I, I miss. I mean, I, I say I miss, say I miss it. Like, hey, I I went there every year, but I went twice. Both times were were such a great experience. I I would love to go back there one day. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, that's that's my week. Josh, how have you been doing? Anything anything new going on in your life? Uh, new tattoo from my left wrist to elbow. So that's, that's healing and it's itchy as hell. But other than that, yeah, great. Awesome. Exciting. Exciting. I know we talked about tattoos a couple episodes ago, so that's, that's cool. Um, you let me know when you need those pictures of <laughs> whatever superhero you're going to put in there. I think you have the, the koi fish going on so far. So I don't know if there's a superhero going to be. Not, like not on the, not on my left arm. On my right forearm though, I'm thinking about doing a kind of a, kind of a choose your weapon type of thing and um so like a um probably a lightsaber um a famous sword maybe loki's scepter and then a uh, a pen nice I like that so i, like that I may need pictures for reference on that stuff or you i mean get a pencil dark knight it you know <laughs> that's right yeah i was thinking i was really i was really thinking more about uh the more uh literal pen is mightier than the sword but that's I what i was I thinking could, too but i like I, <laughs> I guess i could make a pencil disappear sure <laughs> no, no who cares and about it's that shit? gone i thought it was the penis mightier the penis <laughs> that's the that pen was, mr Connery's the mr. pen Connery. is mightier i don't get what you call it does it work Anyway. <laughs> Will it really mighty my penis? Will it really mighty my penis? Two points to Josh for being cultured. And <laughs> minus two points for me for not realizing that that's what he was going for. <laughs> um, all righty. So, I w I, you know what? I know last week we chose chaos. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. But I don't have a little wheel spinny thing. So, who wants to go first this week? Who has the topic to impress me? The oh, most impress you. It, I don't know again, if we're trapped in this love triangle. Who's yeah. going to get asked to the big dance? I don't know. You have to. You have to show me. I'm going to. I'm going to kick it off. Things. I'm going to kick it off because I. I have a topic um, that I. I know there will be some conversation, but mm. I don't think it'll be uh, a terribly long conversation. Okay. Um, there are actors and actresses that. When I see them, I turn off whatever. <laughs> right? Or like or like I um you know, I'm in the mood for a movie and I'm scrolling 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 and oh, I want to watch that. Oh, but he's in it or she's in it and I just I can't. I can't do it. Um 
And there, you know, it, I have one in particular that, like, I'm like, oh, she just ruins everything. I can't watch anything with this person. So I want to talk about that. I, I, and, you know, um, you know, if there's if there's only one, fine. You know, if you've had if you have a male and a female, fine. Um, if there's a, a a a handful that you just absolutely can't stand, that's that's okay too. Um, so that that is that is the topic that I introduce for your consideration. Um, should you? I, I'm going to jump want, on top of this right now because I, I figured actually, you might. So <laughs> I, I should I should I should also say. Um, you know, just just in case, um, Brian, you were going to go there anyway. Uh, you can extend this to producers, writers, and directors. Oh, okay. well, then I'm in. I'm in for that one. Right. Okay. I okay. actually, I actually have way more than. Uh, but I was actually <laughs> just, I was just talking about this with my wife, um, because I don't know if you've seen the new Lending Tree commercials, but I hate them, and they have Molly Shannon in them. And she's one of those people I've never, even on her SNL days, I never really found her funny. Um, I tolerate her in Night at the Roxbury because she is such a small role and she's not even trying to be funny. She is like the 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 harpy that's like kind of trying to separate the brothers in that movie. Um, I don't think she's funny. She 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 does annoy the hell out of me. And... I was just talking because like we watch HGTV and there's lending tree commercials, literally every commercial break. And I'm going to let you go ahead and, and Google lending tree, Molly Shannon. I'm sure they're on YouTube, but it's all um just five minutes of her uh, going. The lenders came to Linda and I need some coffee with some Splenda. And I and like everything she ends, she says ends with the enda. Um, the rise in inflection? Like, give right, a question? It's, it's, it's not funny. It's annoying as hell. And you know what? It, it's a commercial. So good for them because they got their, their freaking bug in my ear. And I can't stop <laughs> thinking about it. So I think, you know, the annoyance of it is the point of it. But I just don't find her funny. And, like, I cannot watch anything with her in it. Um, so there's one. Um, I think you all know... Uh, so here's the funny thing. I, I think you you all are expecting me to say Melissa McCarthy, but I'll still watch Melissa McCarthy movies. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, good. Because I was going to say. I was. Nine times out of ten, she works with somebody I like, and I, I like them more than I hate her. The funny thing about Melissa McCarthy for me is I've seen her in things that I like, so I know she can do it. But with <laughs> Molly Shannon, it's like I, I, I've yet to see anything that you're funny in. I And you know what? Some people find her funny. Some people find her hilarious. Good for them. It's just not me. Um, I will go down the director's rabbit hole, and this will start a little argument. I hate the Cohen brothers. Yeah, that's why I included yeah, I, it because yeah. I didn't. I didn't want you to break the rule and throw the Cohen brothers in there. So you, I expanded you, the rule. You expanded the rule, and I will tell you, uh, there are two directors that I truly. I've given multiple chances, and every single time I'm like, why. Why? Why did I try this? Why did I even bother again? And it's the Coen brothers and it's Wes Anderson. I can't stand either of them. <laughs> I can't watch any of their movies. I've seen, as far as Wes Anderson goes, I've seen Royal Tenenbaums. I've seen Life Aquatic. I've seen uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I just am not into whatever style he's got. It's not me. Sounds like you just don't like dry humor. It's it, no, I no, no, Wes Anderson's a whole aesthetic. And, yeah, Wes Anderson is a whole. We're gonna thing. limit something just because it won't fit in the aesthetic, right? Yeah. And just like, oh, we won't, we, we we'll only show it in this way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm just not a fan. The only Coen Brothers movie that I semi enjoy is Big Lebowski. Anything else, I'm just I can't I can't get by. Now you know what? I will give you this. It's been several years since I've seen a Coen Brothers movie. Maybe my 36-year-old me will put on a Coen Brothers movie and, and get something out of it. But when I was watching them, I've watched The Lady Killers. I've seen Fargo. I've seen Big Lebowski. Like a lot of their earlier stuff. I watched all of that stuff. Just, just did not did not tickle me. Did not get me in, in, to go anywhere. So, you know, I give, I give you three or four chances when it comes to directors. Because <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, like, directors, you know what? Like... Sometimes there's no saving bad writing, right? And maybe you are just uh, the, 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 the guy who just picked up the wrong project, right? 
Um, sometimes, you know, you can do your best and you can do your best with the actors, but some actors just, you know, are not right for the material and you, you, you can't do much with it. And so I give directors a lot of slack, but like, if I watch three or four of your films and I'm like, I don't want to do this, um, then that's, that's the, that's the sign that I'm never going to like any of your stuff. So I don't, I just give up <laughs> after that point. Um, I'm going to stop cause I probably could think of some more, but, uh, you two gentlemen are the ones combating for points. So <laughs> you go ahead and uh, see uh, see how you do. This 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 is tough because to Brian's point, there are actors and actresses that when I see them, I'm like, oh, man, no, like, no. But also, uh, wow, they're in with a lot of people that I like. So, like, I could tolerate you a little bit if, if you're balanced out by, you know, by 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 someone really great, you know. If you're in a movie with Christian Bale, I want to see the Christian Bale movie enough. They'll put up with the other person. You know what I mean? Like I'll I'll balance this out. But but Rebel Wilson is on my my number one list of just I can't. I, no, I'm sorry. Like there's that movie on Netflix right now with with her and the, oh, where the, she's like in a coma and she goes back to high school. Yeah, and yeah. it's got the the guy from This Is Us and it, you know I I heard it's pretty funny, but I just I just can't. Right, I just. That's the I, I can't do Rebel Wilson. I, I I really wish I could give her a shot. Even in Pitch Perfect, I you know I'm sitting here going I don't I don't want to. Please just be smaller pieces. Please just be <laughs> Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick. Right, just balance it out. Uh, so uh, that's 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 one person. The other is Pete Davidson. I don't get the appeal. I just I don't understand it. Even everyone's talking about this. Uh, what is it like? Uh, the Brooklyn movie. I don't know the the title. King of Staten Island. King of Staten Island. Yeah, I, I just I I can't L- get into listen, it. Listen, I I tried to watch King of Staten Island, and what I will say to you about that film is it is like five and a half hours long, <laughs> and that's not true, but it right. feels like it. Yep, and. It's just it. It's not that great. I, I definitely CJ one point for Pete Davidson because I agree with you full wholeheartedly. Um, I don't understand the appeal either. But uh, there is one thing, one funny thing that I've ever seen him do in a movie, and ironically, it's in a straight to Netflix film. Have you guys ever seen? Uh, I think it's called Set It Up or Set It Off. It's got Zoe Deutsch in it, and yeah. it, it's her <laughs> and you know, insert CW dashing handsome man here. Um, and they are like, they play assistants to like really high powered business people in New York and they get their, they, their lives are miserable. So their whole concept is, you know what, let's set these two bosses up and maybe they'll be a little bit happier and maybe we can actually have some lives and maybe we can actually, you know. Oh, I have heard about this. Yes, yes, yes. It's a good movie. It it is legit a really good movie. I, I, Zoe Deutsch is one of those people who I definitely think is like, totally underrated so i'll watch a lot of stuff that she's in um and pete davison is in it and at the end of the film he plays like the the main guys the main leads best friend so he's barely in it right and the funniest thing i've ever seen him do is at the end of the film uh the main dude i think he like quits his job and he's like i'm done and then the boss played by tay diggs uh comes to try and like hey yeah tay tay Diggs. diggs Um, tries to come and, you know, say, hey, you know, come back and work for me. And Pete Davidson is just happens to be walking out the same time. He's holding like one of those giant Dunkin' Donuts, like cups of iced coffee. Right. And he's like, oh, hey, you're you're his boss. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He just throws the Dunkin' Donuts at him. It just explodes all over him. And then he just walks away. And it was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen him do. And I doubt it was ad-libbed. I'm sure it was scripted. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, definitely. Um. Anyway, I, I I interrupted you. Continue, sir. My 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 final one that I can think of right now because I also have some other people that I I don't enjoy their acting, but not enough that I wouldn't see a movie. And I also don't want to just sit here and bash a whole bunch of of you know uh, actors and actresses that turn in good performances that I just don't personally agree with. But the the one that got added to my list right now, and I'm very conflicted, and it's a little heavy, so I'm not going to go into detail. But David O. Russell as a director right now is is on my list of oh man like i love everything you do can you not be just like a garbage person though like i really want to see amsterdam but like I, uh, all right maybe i'll see i'll rethink it uh and it comes to a larger conversation but right now it's just one of those things as soon as i saw the name i was like fuck i, I don't know if i can give you money no thank you 
the the uh, drama aside, um, and, and I don't want to belittle it by calling it drama, but I don't want to dive too but too deep in it. Can you educate Joshua and I on some of his films? Real quick? He's oh, some of his his films. Oh, he's known yeah. for Silver Linings Playbook, American okay. Hustle, The Fighter, yeah, good movies, great yeah. fucking movies, like amazing movies. He gets everyone in Hollywood to to perform with him, uh, right? He's just apparently a huge, gigantic, abusive asshole. So, um, you know, great stuff and art from artists. But ooh, that right now, right now, it's on my list of I just don't know if I can say yes. Josh, who do you think of? Yeah, um, I uh, if there's a movie that has Nicole Kidman in it, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch it. I'm just not. I don't care how good it might be. She ruins everything and she's awful. Ruins a perfectly good Tom Cruise movie every time. <laughs> well, ruined a perfectly good Tom Cruise. That's right. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's, true. Like, that's still, not true. I went for the joke. It's not true. Days of Thunder. Um, I say I still. It's it, it it should be amazing. I should be able to watch it whenever I want, and I can't because Nicole Kidman is in it. Um, Are you telling me you don't want her? Playing an Australian, dating an Australian in a movie called Australia. Like that's just that doesn't sell a movie to you. That's what I'm saying. Nicole Kidman. Nope. Nope. What about her in Batman Forever? Not in any role. I love her in Batman as anyone ever. Line in the sand. Wow. Okay. Um. You know what, Josh? One point for your conviction. (laughs) That's right. Um. I'm also going to uh throw and and not that she ruins movies, but I think. Maybe is a garbage person. A- Amy Schumer. Nope. Oh yes, I'm 100. Yep. Under under no circumstances ever. Nope. I don't. Not not a commercial. Not. A, I mean, not nothing. Yep. Not nothing. the Oscars. You didn't not, like her hosting the Oscars. No. I don't. I don't even know what those are. What are those? Those aren't. <laughs> those aren't actual things. I will join you on um, the hate for Amy Schumer. Yep. Uh, not not a chance. Um, and then, listen, I just Tim Burton, get out. Get out of here. Okay. With everything. Listen, I, I can't even, I can't even walk. Cause I don't like Tim Burton. Cause he's fucking weird. All right, Josh. So here's the deal. I would, I would take away points. Cause I happen to be a big Tim Burton fan. But, I know. I hate him. I hate but him. I'm not. So hey, hang on. Here's what we're going to do. Minus two points for hating Tim Burton, but plus two points because for the same reasons I hate Wes Anderson. So you're at a net zero. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you a question. If 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 you see if you see Tim Burton's name on a on the marquee, right of, of the movie, right? If it's just produced by, it's not. He's not directing it. He's not in. He, no, he's just producing. Uh huh. Are you still hard passing on it because of that? I'm going to the next line down, and if Helena Bonham Carter or Johnny <laughs> Depp is in it, I'm out. <laughs> well. I mean, I, I can't. I, I, besides of Norman, I think, or or, or Frankenweenie, I don't think there's anything else that doesn't include them. That's kind of my point. We figure out how to cast uh, anyone. Figure out how to cast an actor. I just, I just don't like. I can't. I can't even watch. I can't even watch Batman. You know what I mean? I can't do it because I just hate him. I don't. I don't like the feel of really anything he does at all. I I can't get behind it. I hate it. I want nothing to do with it. Oh, and then to a lesser degree, but also I'm not watching anything. And and this might, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one here, but um, anything involving any Wayans not named Damon. <laughs> you know what's so funny, Josh and Josh plus it's one like point because we're about to we're about to be synchronous in our in our thinking here. I don't know why, but like two nights ago at like one a.m. when I'm trying to fall asleep because I have to get up in two hours to to be with the baby, um, my brain got caught in this loop of what is the fourth Wayne's brother? What is his name? Sean. Right, it's Sean. I had to Google it, but for like. 45 minutes, I'm like, all right, there's Keenan Ivory, there's mm-hmm. Damon, Damon's the good one, we like Damon, there's Marlon, yeah. right. who's the one who's always with Marlon? Sean. Exactly, right. Sean. You've got, you've got, you've got the, you've got the smart one, the talented one, 
the annoying one, and the irrelevant one. All right, so I'm going to give you two points for that whole Marlon Wayne or whole Wayne's Brothers breakdown because uh, you're absolutely right. Um, I'll actually, I'll, you know, what's so funny? Uh, speaking of the talented one, Damon, I'll watch Major Payne any day of the week. That movie 100%. still holds up for me. It's still the last hilarious. Boy Scout. The last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout's great. Um, but Major Payne, I, you know, you know, when you go back and you revisit movies that you thought were funny when you were 13 and you're like, yeah. this isn't as funny anymore. Major Payne is one of those movies that I thought was hilarious at 13 and I still think is hilarious today. And it I, I know, fantastic. like, I know the guy, I know he's a bit of a dick, but like, I don't care. Like I just, because I've, I've, I've loved almost everything he's done since I was a kid. I mean, he Murtaugh the hell out of Roger Murtaugh. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> I yeah. mean, just I have, uh, you know, if if he's in it, you know, fine. But if anyone he's related to is in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do see a family tree. Are you three times removed from the family? You know, you uh, uh, like, with the obvious with the obvious exception being his son. Like, yes. Give, yeah, because it's yeah. basically it's basically him. Yeah, so uh, I love great. when he showed up in Happy Endings too, and 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 played his dad, and you're like, yes, yeah. this is perfect. That's a show that was canceled too soon. You know what, <gasps> CJ? Plus two points for making me rem- remember Happy Endings. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, like, like I think I like, like we said, we could probably wax poetic for a while about movies, actors, directors that we're not huge fans of. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start with my topic because you know what, I am the host. And screw you both, okay? <laughs> um, you can. So let's jump in. Uh, so I was a couple days ago, I was listening to a podcast. Some might say it is the uh, greatest dirty podcast in the world um, or on planet Earth, however you want to word it. Uh, and one of the hosts was kind of a dick about sports. I was like, what <laughs> is this guy doing? What the hell? You don't have to be like that. You don't have to be a dick. So I wanted to rectify this situation, and I wanted to say I am not a fan of sports. I think we all understand that. It's not my thing. I, I really, I truly do not begrudge other people who like sports. But you know what I do love? Sports movies. And I am re-re-re-watching Ted Lasso with my wife. Yep. And that show... Does so many good things, not just, you know, from a, sh- a show standpoint, but from a sports storyline. Yep. To the point where, like, <laughs> I said to I said to Cassandra last night, I was like, this show makes me want to get into soccer. It makes me want to play soccer. Like, it's not going to happen, but it, may- it gives me that feeling. And I think what you got to do to be a good sports movie is you need to take a guy like me who knows nothing about the sport. I know nothing about soccer. Give me enough information to know why why the thing is important, right? Why is this game important? Why is it so such a big deal that we practice and, and win and all that stuff? I think you need to set those stakes, right? And then I think you need to have a good character-driven story. And, and, and the sport is really the backdrop for it. I think most good sports movies are character-driven stories that just happen to have a sport in it. Or, you, I mean, you know... It could be around like, hey, do we win the big game? Or the, or the sport can be completely ancillary, like point break and point break with cars, right? Like <laughs> that's the, the, the sport is not the reason we're here, but, you know, it's a, it's a cool backdrop, right? So I wanted to ask you, fine gentlemen, and you can say Ted Lasso, we can talk about it forever, but what are your favorite sports movies and or television shows? Um, there was... I'm going to throw one that's going to come out of left field, right? For for me, I, I don't. Th- I think maybe plus on one point to list. CJ for the pun. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, which is, I really liked uh, Draft Day with okay. Kevin Costner, and uh, I shouldn't. Me, CJ Mellon, should not like that movie. It is about Why? the because it's not really about the sports, right? It's, it's about all the about most boring part of the sport. For it's C- about false. No, no, no. That I is get not for, true. No, no, no. For, for me, it's the most boring part. The back end part, the training part. I care about run run the football and dodge out in the training. And, and this is more about like the office, right? And the the 
all the power dynamics that go into that movie. And I started this going, I don't think this is going to be very good. And here I am at the end of it going, fuck yeah, all right, let's do this. Like, just watching this. You this, put a person on paper. Like, like, well, watching him change people's lives. Also, just making really tough decisions. Is he willing to make these big sacrifices for the good of the, the team, but also just the franchise and his job? Like, it, it dragged me in and it was character, you know, driven for that one. But at, at the end of the day, I cared about the Cleveland Browns. What? <laughs> How the hell did this happen? How do I care about the Cleveland Browns? Uh, but it was just a, a phenomenal movie that that sucked me in, and uh, I I I couldn't believe that I got interested in that part of the sport, right? And was like, oh yeah, all right. Now for Josh, that is like probably more exciting than the actual games themselves, right? Like all the all the GM work and all that stuff that goes. Oh, I love it! I love it! I that, think I think it's fascinating. Yes, right. I thought this would be uh, almost like like what Moneyball really is, not the movie Moneyball. I'm talking the concept of Moneyball, the spreadsheets, right? It's all this, and I thought it would just be a formulaic movie, and no, it was it was really good. It got me hooked on it. And uh, it, Josh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the episode of The West Wing where at the they're at the Democratic National Convention, and it's just shots of them in a conference room spinning mm-hmm. making phone calls right the lights are kind of going off in the background but just like in that moment all they're saying is can will you please vote for us but they're like come on motherfucker vote for <laughs> like they're like they're, the energy is at a 10 yeah uh, so uh draft day came up uh, as to one that i did not expect to like at all draft day is amazing um huh? i've never seen that, draft day so is that your like your favorite is that your favorite sports movie then? no no my favorite sports movie is remember the titans Okay, well, that, that's that was the question, but oh, okay. I appreciate the introduction. I said some. I said some of your favorite sports movies. So, Jack, oh, okay. yeah, up it, there. It, it, it left Remember open. the Titans. Absolutely. Remember um, the Titans is 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 my favorite. And, okay. And and that is the one that not only do I care about the outcome of the sport, I care about the backdrop of the people. Uh, taking away some incredible lessons from it. My favorite one that I, I reference a lot is uh, attitude reflects leadership. Right. It's it's something that every time I get into a disagreement, even in my professional life and I'm like, you, this guy's got a bad attitude. And then my brain just instinctively goes attitude reflects leadership, asshole. Is that you? Are you the, the leadership that's being reflected right now? Or is this someone else and you need to work with it? Attitude reflects leadership pops up in my brain uh, <laughs> almost once a month. Uh, but everything about that movie is is spectacular. The performances, the sport itself, the the fact they go on for that perfect season and and they shouldn't and they have to overcome so much just to just to get to where they're going, um, it's it's probably my favorite sports movie of all time. Now we turn over to someone who actually knows the sports. I was about to say I, I know Josh. Uh, <laughs> you, Josh, you got to have like a long list and and I like do, Wimbledon. I'll, I'll, that's the one. I'll keep it. I'll Wimbledon keep it. is delightful. It's a great movie. I, I, I did not hate Wimbledon. CJ plus one um, point for Wimbledon. <laughs> you know, Paul Bettany, Kirsten Dunst can't really. James you know. McAvoy's in that too. Yeah, yeah, but like Paul Paul Bettany as the like as the winding down his career and gets reinvigorated by this love story. It's, I mean, that's that was a it was a good flick. Um, so I just watched um, recently King Richard. I thought it was great, and I, I want to make sure that I plug that because I think that I think that Serena Williams alone is maybe the most overlooked figure in sports. Period. She's not brought up in the same breath as Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. And she should be, she might be the best athlete in the world period, considering her age and the, the, how she, how well she's still playing. However, when you consider that these two girls were the best in the world at the same time and were, but came up with their father, just, I mean, trying to, trying to get them a shot. And was relentless. Like I, the story's amazing, and if you haven't seen it, it was a really, really, really great movie with just enough of the sport in it to make it a sports movie, right? Although there's certainly much bigger uh, themes at play. My favorite sports movie of all time is Major League. It will always be Major League, um, because you know, you know, it's a comedy, right? And you know that from the very beginning, it's a comedy, right? Because they're there, there's the, um, oh Jesus, what's the, the what's the guy's, uh, Randy Newman. You got the Randy Newman song playing as you as you, you know, the camera opens up on the Cuyahoga and it and it's sort of showing you the steam stacks in Cleveland and you know it's a blue collar town and there's these guys working and 
you know, they're showing you pictures and images of of the Indians, right? And now, now the Cleveland Guardians. Um, but you know, and like immediately, they're like, "These guys are shitty," right? Like this is the whole <laughs> right. the whole feeling is like this is it's another it's going to be another losing season, right? I don't even know who these guys are. I don't even know anything about them, but they right. suck. Right, this guy's dead. Cross him off. Then it's just a good. <laughs> It's a good quotable movie, but like in there, somehow, you get this amazing, amazing story of of teamwork and growth, right, and and perseverance, and it's just it's really spectacular and has just I think one of the um, one of the best endings um, to a sports movie ever. Uh, it's just really, really fantastic. You know, I I, I have to mention Hoosiers uh, because of all the same all the same reasons that CJ loves. Remember the Titans. Um, I love Hoosiers. Um, it's it is all those things. There's a lot of stuff at play there. Um, there's a lot of lessons to be learned, and uh, it's a it's a really fantastic movie. And you know, who doesn't like an underdog story? I watch Draft Day more than I should probably, um, but. <laughs> You know, we we do um, – Christian and I watch it before the draft every year, right? And he gets all amped up because he is – he's all about trying to call out who's going to go where and when. And Josh, plus one point for family traditions. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I think that being, being as into fantasy football as I am is what got me so interested in the – like sort of the inner workings of, of football itself – um, not that I'm not that interested in, in the inner workings of baseball. Um, however, outside the Yankees, I don't I don't care what these guys do. Right? They just go away. Um, but in football, I care very much who goes where and when and who's trading and 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 how that's working and and the the stuff that these GMs do leading up to the draft and on draft day and the amount of of resources they have to marshal to to get the job done. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's a crazy, crazy cycle um, to try to build a winning franchise. It's, I mean, it's damn near impossible when you look at it. It's 32, 32 teams. And, like, you know, a- a- after um, nearly 100 years of, of professional football, like, there are still teams who have never won a championship. Yep. Still. So... You know, it's that it's that kind of thing where you're going, wow, he's, you know, it must be more difficult than I thought. And that, you know, sprinkle a little Sonny Weaver magic. That's that's some pretty great stuff, man. Like I, I can't I can't argue that point at all. And and like I'm not I am omitting movies like Field of Dreams and The Natural, right? Because they're I I believe way less about the sport. Um but uh, and then I'll throw this is not on my list of favorites, although it's if you haven't watched the new Adam Sandler movie Hustle on Netflix, mm, that looked good. You need to watch it immediately because it is it is another um, Adam Sandler in a dramatic role. And this guy, I mean, he is really um, he's really got some chops, man. And, you know, I guess, you know. You you just always look at him as the W guy, and he's 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 just not. When I'm sorry, it, when the what guy? Co- I'm not saying I'm not doing it again. I'm not. Um, he is a really spectacular dramatic actor, and uh, the movie Hustle was, was was it's worth a watch or two. Um, so you know, Major League Hoosiers, um, Draft Day, uh, probably my favorite football movie. Um, and there, there are some other good ones there too. It just, you know, the program and the, and, and any given Sunday and the longest yard. And they're all, you know, a bit more cliche than, than draft day, which I didn't find cliche at all. I I love it. Uh, Josh, I feel like you brought more to the table that topic. So I'm going to give you two points just because I haven't given points in a while. (laughs) Um, CJ, you gave, uh, more for the last topic. So I'm going to give you one point just because uh, I feel like it. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give you a couple sports movies that I think when I think, hey, these are like some of the best sports movies. And, and I agree with all of you. I agree with the Remember the Titans. So like I'm not going to dive down that rabbit hole. Uh, but three that were not mentioned, I would say definitely deserve to be on the list. Uh, the f- number one miracle, uh, Kurt Russell, 1984 Olympic hockey team. I love that movie. Every time I watch it, I still like 
it was it's one of those movies that like gets me like I know what's going to happen regardless of like the movie the fact that I've seen the movie before it's history right we all know what happened there's um, 80 though huh 1980 1980 I thought it was 84 yeah. no it's 80 Josh I gotta, plus I... 1.4 correcting me um so but the the point is um I still get like amped up like excited like I'm watching it live somehow yeah. uh and that's something that's really hard to do in a sports film and I think that movie does it expertly uh, venturing to the other side of the comedy spectrum, kind of living in that major league zone, the replacements with Keanu Reeves is so such an good. underrated like sports film. I love that film. It still makes me laugh. I think it's yep. great. Um, and you know, I still like every once in a while, like I, I still say widery, 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 widery. Yeah, like I, I'll still say it, and like. No one knows that I'm what I'm doing it, but if they do know, uh, how we we've got a connection because that that was a movie that I think <laughs> I don't think got its due, and I think it really the, sh- I should be up it there. It doesn't. With Major it's League. underrated. It's un. I, I always I always go. Oh, summer bitch. I'm a summer bitch. <laughs> <laughs> always. It's great. I, I think it should be up there with like some of the best comedy sports movies with Major League, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, and you know what? It could be cliche, but I don't care. I love the Rocky series and. Rocky Balboa is, you know, the the definition of an underdog story, right? And I love that sh- that series of what are we on now? Uh, eight movies. Yeah, yeah. The, my my only my problem with that series is that it's so far removed from what boxing is that I'm just like, mm, not a this is not a boxing movie. You tell me they don't train punching me for real? Um, they they look and they might. I I think that might be something that people could do. Um, but they're. Boxing is nicknamed the sweet science. A a a disciplined boxer like Apollo Creed is always going to beat the guy with the big heart. Always, always, right. always. Because it's not – listen, it's not about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Because here's the thing. A kidney shot or a liver punch is going to drop you to your knees and you won't be able to move forward. And guys like Apollo Creed, right? And when I'm thinking about it, Bernard Hopkins, Floyd Mayweather – Manny Pacquiao, um, and, and and certainly like I mean, Roy Jones. If he hits you in the liver, that's it. That's the fight, and it only takes one shot. Yeah, Rocky. Amazing movies. They're just not that, boxing movies. And, and listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue the sports side of things with you. I'm gonna argue the movie logic here. Is <laughs> isn't that the point of the first film? He still has heart throughout that series, but he gains the skill over time. He loses. That first match with Apollo Creed, and, and, and it, it's one of those films that says, "Hey, even in loss, there is win. There is a win." Which his win was, I lasted. I lasted against one of the most disciplined boxers, in, 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 in like I got to the end, and yep. he still lost. So yeah, even though you're like, "Yeah, go Rocky," is like you know, he still lost the match. Isn't that the point of that film? Is that yes, Hart gets the you first a long one. Way? The, yeah, the first one. Yes. Yeah, and he the rest of the skill over time. Yeah, the, no. the rest of them turn into something different, right? And it's, yes. it's ironic because I'm remembering we we talked last week about the fighter, and we were talking about that movie, and that's another one of hey, this actually shows the the real sport of a boxing, the training that goes into it, and and everything that's there. But after you get to Rocky two and three, and you start going down the Rocky train, it becomes more about the the motivational sides, right? It comes about yeah. the speeches. It becomes about yep. you've got the heart and you've got the desire. You're always going to win. And sometimes to Josh's point, when you get punched in the fucking face <laughs> by somebody, Bunny you're nuts. probably going to go down, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, that reminds me of the Mike Tyson quote. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the, the face. face. Yep. Right. Love that. Um, and, uh, you know, from a, from a, I enjoy the Creed movies far more than I do the Rocky movies yep. now. Um, but what, look, when I was a kid, I mean, Rocky four was it Rocky four was, I mean, I was a huge fan. Um, and then I started watching boxing and I was like, well, oh, this isn't like Rocky at all. Well, These you, guys you are- grew up right at the time where that was yes hitting the zeitgeist, right? The whole point of that movie is we were in the cold war. That's right. And, and yes. Yeah. Josh, you're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Josh. It, it, it reminded me that commies are evil, but they could change. Right. So. With heart. As long as as long as they decided to align with our Western uh, philosophy, 
embrace capitalism, you'll be fine. Then yeah, then then they can, then they're good people too. CJ plus one point for being young like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, awesome. All right. Well, <clears throat> I I think that's that's plenty of sports films. Um, I, I got some things that I want to watch. I want to watch Hustle. I do want to finish Draft Day. I will say this. I've seen like 10, 15 minutes of it's Draft so Day. It's so recommended, man. It's really good. Um, And since it comes so highly recommended by both of you, I probably will take some time and watch that Um, after maybe the Ted Lasso rewatch because we're at the end of season one. By the way, you want to talk about Major League, par- the parallels between Major League and Ted Lasso. They're they're really, they're very similar stories when you when you look at it from a, from a distance. Explain. Yeah, kind of the the ragtag team that's not doing too well. They're facing relegation. Explain knowing no. that there's points riding on this. If Josh lawyers you, you no, I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not going that far. I'm not willing to defend it points so, wise. Look, I, I get, I get from from that right. But but the the thing is that I said parallels. I didn't say they're identical. They didn't lift it. There's there's not a right. Okay, so in the first few in the first few episodes. You are one hundred percent correct, right? Yes. You've got you've got the team owner who wants the team to lose every right. every game. One person who's actually invested in the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've right. You've and then and then you know you've got um, an inexperienced manager in Lou Brown, but not not someone who he wasn't someone who didn't know anything about baseball, right? Um, Right, and she she brought in Ted Lasso as a as a circus show to just really to, to stick it to her ex. I get all that, right? And and for the first few episodes, there were quite a few parallels. However, um, that I, I just I think I think that your comparison uh, really takes away from Ted Lasso. No, I'm not trying to take it. Just there, there's, there's similar. There's just things that are like, Oh, all right. There, I mean, there's the one time where he says, um, what did he say? Win the whole fucking thing. Like he directly yeah, quotes me. I, I, I know. No, I'm, that not, doesn't... I'm not saying that makes it a, a, again, I'm just saying there's similarities. I'm not saying they tie the two together, that they're one for one or that, Hey, if it wasn't for major league, we wouldn't have Ted Lasso. Not that I'm just saying, Hey, if you, if you look at those a little bit, they're, they're, Hey, they have kind of a, a similar beat from time to time. The rest of yeah. it's completely unique. So, CJ, I started this whole little debate uh, with five points in my mind. Um, Josh significantly uh, tossed around your argument, and I have no argument. <laughs> the two points that you deserve for mentioning that yes, some movies and television shows have things that are similar to each other. <laughs> That's so all I'm saying. Get two <laughs> that points was it. for that. There was a manager um, who didn't want them to win, and then at the end, they're uh, they're rooting for the team. Josh, that's, I'm going to give you it. one point just because you so expertly <laughs> tore that to shreds. That Thank was you very much. Yeah. It was a beautiful watch. Let me tell you. <laughs> no. It's like it's like you know with the the Adam Project. the The kid said something. Um, okay, but the kid said something from like Deadpool. Does that? Yeah. Oh no. That, right. and, and that and that's the and that was not the point I was trying to make. No, but that is the point that that stuck. That's like the only point that's that you made. Really, with you. It's very no. True. Yeah, well, that's because that's how you framed it up. Frame things up better, <laughs> Brian. Give yourself it. give yourself a point just for being awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I, I will. I'll take that point. Yeah. Um, I will also say Adam Project, Time Cop with a Kid, pretty good film. Huh? You like Agreed. Time Cop? You'll probably like Adam Project. I enjoy. I it. thought it was. I thought it was the best uh, Netflix movie he's made. I haven't seen Six Underground. I don't. saw Red probably Notice. Not, probably not very good. Because it's a I Netflix movie. I saw Red movie. Notice. Red Notice was decent. I didn't Red see Notice Six was, Red Notice Adam was Project was, was good. Movie. I actually enjoyed it. Adam Project was very good. Um, Alrighty. So, well, that leaves us going into the, the, the final topic here. I'll give you guys, guys a, a little points uh, recap here. So, Josh is at 10 points currently. CJ, you have 9 points going into oh. this final topic. So, a lot closer than anyone would think because Josh has been so eloquently smacking you around, but <laughs> pity points will get you far, CJ. So oh, that's fine. Let's I'll see take, if you I, can, I'm let's not see down if you can to... squeeze this out based on pity. Uh, cool what is your me. topic? Uh, as we have previously discussed, uh, you are not allowed to just again, because we are the best nerdy podcast in the world. You are not allowed to publish a list and call it, of all time or the definitive list of things. And this is the end all be all. Therefore I submit for our submission today to make the proper list. The 15 most confusing movies of all time. 
right? And this and this really comes down to hey, and I'm putting a link into the show notes here so you can check it out. Uh, this derived from this is what people had to Google after they watched the movie and they they Googled or looked for explanations for the movie. While you're perusing it, I'll, I'll read you the the quick fifteen or one on this list. And what I would like to hear from you guys is uh, what movie kind of left you scratching your head at the end of it, or what movie were you? Uh, interested enough that you wanted to dive deeper to try to better understand either the movie or the ending uh, that that you just didn't get from the movie when you were watching it. So uh, in in uh, in order from 15 to 1, number 15 is a Space Odyssey, uh, 2001 The Space Odyssey, then uh, Inception, Memento, The Matrix, for some reason, the first Matrix, uh, Predestination, Fight Club, Arrival, The Shining, uh, Nocturnal Animals, Interstellar, uh, Mahalan Drive, which is a David Lynch movie, so that makes sense. Uh, Donnie Darko, uh, Shutter Island. I'm thinking of Ending Things, which is a new Netflix movie just just kind of came out uh, uh, two years ago. And then, of course, the number one on this list is Tenant, uh, which I would agree with because that movie made no fucking sense at, at all. So I, I am kind of curious to get your your five. I don't need fifteen. Uh, and, and you can throw in some honorable mentions after we get through our five. But what are five movies that kind of left you going? Um, either I need to watch this again to better understand, or I'm going to Google this to, to really understand what I just kind of got into. Uh, if it would help, I have uh, my five ready to go. If you need some time to think, research, and, and otherwise take a peek at, or if you're ready to go, I'll, I'll open it up for anybody else. I well, can give you one. I Can I? Please. Go ahead. I have, a, I have a problem with this list. Uh, of I course have, we do. Of course. Um, Because... Uh, there's a huge difference between confusing and mind bending. Yes, true. I agree with you on this. Okay. Yep. Um, I think Inception I, was pretty straightforward. It's just right. It's just ambiguous. Right. Well, the, right. So no, but I the, look Inception, Memento, The Matrix, Predestination, Fight Club, um, Arrival, Interstellar, Donnie Darko, Shutter Island, and Tenet. Are not confusing. I will fight you to the death on Donnie Darko. It's a mind fuck. It doesn't mean it's confusing. I don't understand that movie at all. I, I do. And I agree every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, can so I need a what? What the hell did I watch? It, uh, it, again, it, it's on my I, list, I, but not I on my top five. I agree with Josh that this title is incorrect. It should Correct. be the 15 most mind-bending movies of all time, according right. to viewers. Not confusing. And, and I don't necessarily think – so I'll give you the perfect example. Memento's on this list, right? I watched mm-hmm. Memento when it was first out, early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before we all had a computer in our pocket. And in order for me to Google anything, I would have to go out to my dining room family computer and kick off one of my siblings to try and Google it. So instead of doing that, I just – we, it was it's the only movie to this date where I watched it and said, wow, and then rewatched it. Right. And I didn't immediately after. And here's the thing. I didn't rewatch it because it was confusing. I rewatched it because that ending makes everything make sense. And you get a completely different experience the Correct. second time you watch that a- film. And that's why, if we're going to pick apart my words for Major League and Ted Lasso, let's pick apart my words for what I said for this topic, which is what movie did you watch that after you were done watching it, you wanted to either research and or rewatch again to better understand the movie as a whole, right? I, so I agree with you. I know that's not your question. I think Josh's point is... This list is terrible. This list is, is flawed. I- which is and, why I bring it. Um, I bring the flawed list so we can correct the world, right? And get the right list that's out there. When I, I think about confusing movies, I think about um, Highlander the Quickening, uh, Eon Flux. <laughs> Eon Flux is confusing. Eon Flux is very confusing. I um, think of Matrix. Oh, Rollerball. Rollerball was incredibly confusing. I think of Matrix Reloaded. Just for the last 15 minutes. <sighs> yeah, the last 15 minutes of Reloaded. You're like, wait a minute. When, when hap- what happened here? <laughs> When did that happen? The, re- the reason I have Tenet on my number one, as well as it's on the number one on this list, is number one, I, I, I literally just could not follow the movie because uh, there were parts where literally I could not hear the dialogue, so I just don't know what the fuck is happening. Then the end fight is just, you know, a, a, a faceless, massless, you know, good guys shoot bad guys, blue fights red thing. 
And I, I just left the theater going, I don't know, or left the theater, I left, left my couch going, I don't know what the fuck I just watched. Can, can someone just explain to me this thing? Because I'm not rewatching it again, and I'm never going to. Please explain to me, Tenet, because I, I just don't get it at all. So and, I'm going to give you one off the bat for, for myself. Please. Um, this is a film that I... It, it, it was a goat? Excuse you. <laughs> you done? Yeah. Um, this is a film that a I think it's underrated because it doesn't explain everything, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that's a, a a bad thing against the film. I think people just don't want to do the work to actually like make the leaps that the movie is making, right? Uh, and that's Jordan Peele's Us. Um, mm. I watched that film, and have either of you seen Us? No, I'm going to see Nope in an hour. I'd love to see Nope. I will tell you this because, you know, Jordan Peele is, is one of the hot tickets right now. Yep. I, I thought Get Out was fine, I, I but I think Us is the better film. And I think Us does a really great job of giving me just enough information. And then, yeah, I, I do need to rewatch it mm-hmm. or I do need to Google some things to really get what he's getting at here. I think Get Out's a little in your face. Like, sure. here, here's the metaphor. I think us hides it a little bit better. And it's it's definitely scary. It definitely takes a turn from scary to action for a little bit and you're like, "Oh, oh good." Didn't it if you, all you know about us is what you saw in the trailers about halfway through the film it takes a turn and you're like, "This is not what I was advertised." But you're along for the ride cuz you're halfway through at that point. Yeah. And this movie does this really interesting job, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the film. But I'm gonna spoil the meaning of the film for you. So maybe when you guys watch it, you'll, you know, kind of, you'll, uh, you'll see what I saw. But I watched this film, and I said to myself, I need to do some additional reading. And I googled it, and I read several articles about what is this film really about? Because it, it, I just wasn't seeing it at after the first watch. Right. On a second watch, I see it now, and it's really about how people or a country, maybe the U.S., will take up a cause because it's the flavor of the week, and then we forget about it. And we forget right. about it very quickly. <laughs> yep. Um, that movie ends with all of the under people, the evil people, the discarded people. I forget what they call them in the movie. The movie ends with them all holding hands. And, it, and the movie begins with an advertisement for Hands Across America. <laughs> and you're like... What does that have to do with the film at all? If you're if you're just looking at it on surface level, right. you're like, why, why did this ending end? Why did I see that ad? And you're like, what is this even talking about? And it's talking about that we did this huge thing about uh, with Hands Across America, and then we very quickly abandoned it. Homelessness is still a problem, and we don't talk about it nearly as much as we used to. And that's what I got in my research, and so. And it is what has formed my opinion of I think Us is the better film because I think that it does that so well that it made me want to do the additional research. It wasn't like, oh, I have to do it. It didn't feel like homework. It was like, I want to find out what Jordan Peele was kind of trying to get across in this film. Um, So I am hands down. Us is one of those films that I had to do additional research. Um, I I will tell you. Go ahead. uh, No, go ahead. I was going to go on to an, another film. Oh yeah, so I, I had I had one about us. Go. No, I I, I had a, another film real quick, but it's just like it was. It's a quick honorable mention for my listeners because Josh talked about it at the beginning, which is that's uh, I I left Birdman with the I have to watch this again. <laughs> I like because I I know I I I left I, Birdman saying I'm never going to watch. Oh it no, I was like I I admit there there are things I know now that I missed, and this movie's a little bit different. I, if I watch this again, knowing the, how this whole arc is going to play out and, and that ending, I want to I want to kind of get all the context back. So let me go back and rewatch this again. What's real? What's not? OK, let me go and, 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 and watch this movie again. So it was on my it was on my, my list, not top, not top five, but in my, my top ten of I watched it again and I, I, I read about it again after I, I watched it the first time just because I know I missed something and I wanted to pick it up. And the second watch was much more in, in, enjoyable, and, and I, I was picking up on little things throughout the uh, in, entire process. I don't know if you I, feel that way, Josh, after you just watched it for the first time. Yeah. It's so, um, you know, I, I kind of felt 
Uh, okay, this guy's got are his is like are, are his powers all in his head? Like is this um and so I you know, I'm not sure having finished it whether or not how much of that was actually real. Like I'm not I'm not convinced anything um in his general vicinity was real. Right. Um but the the really really solid metaphor for you know generally how self-centered people are, right? And and in completely incapable of seeing all the wonderful stuff that's going on around them. I don't you know, so I'll speak for myself, but like in that everything was going right and he couldn't see he it could couldn't appreciate it, it nope. couldn't you know and it you know you layer you layer that in with the character he's playing and, and you're just like i'm i it, it, you know it was a reminder that um i'll share a personal story and then i'll tell you why i think it's important um so i can count on probably one hand the number of times i have misspoken professionally in the last decade and change. Right. Right. Like it's just not, it's just not something I do. It's not a mistake that I make. Um, and I did, I did, I made a mistake and I had to, I had to walk it back. And like, I'm, I'm typing out this email to walk it back and apologize and explain what, what I should have done. And I didn't feel like the world was coming to an end. I didn't feel like, um, Everything around me was on fire, and I was on fire, and the bike was on fire, and I was dying because I'm in hell. Right? I didn't feel any of those things. I was reminded. I was re- reminded of that watching the movie because, you know, I don't know. Call it growth. Call it whatever. But like, I, I was able to go. You know what? I don't fucking make mistakes that often. Right. This isn't that bad. Right. It's not the end of the world. Everybody will. It's probably not even on anybody's radar except for mine because I'm self-centered, right? So that movie was a really, really good visual portrayal of like the just the self-centeredness of human beings. And was it real? Was it not? Who the fuck knows? That's kind of the point. point right. But ambiguity does not mean confusion. It was deliberately ambiguous. Correct. Yes. Right? Because because what, what she she looks down. Emma Stone looks down, expecting that he has committed suicide, right. but he's flying. Yeah. Josh, so, plus one that? point for uh, showing that even you can make a mistake. Thank <laughs> you. Gives me hope. I feel like I made this list and somehow I'm bumping Josh up on this. All right. There was one movie that I uh, that I didn't leave that I don't think was ambiguous. I, I, I clearly just... Uh, there are times where you leave a movie, right? And you ask yourself one question, or at least I do. Hey, am I stupid or did this movie not make any fucking sense? Like, did I miss the point or or was this movie just bad, but everyone says they like it because they didn't get it and they don't want to say that they didn't get it. So therefore, it's a great movie and you just don't understand it. But you left thinking maybe you're an idiot. And I felt that way when I watched Mother. Uh, and if, if you haven't seen Mother, good, don't. Uh, uh, but uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in the movie and then uh, she's the, the, the main per- It It gets wackadoo crazy there's maybe some uh um uh drawing and comparisons to the the trinity and uh, uh a bunch of mythology comes into play and i'm just sitting here going all right did i misunderstand this movie or is it fucking dumb i don't know which one it is but i did spend a good 25 to 30 minutes reading articles about it just to see did i pick up the point of the movie because the last thing i want to do is leave a movie going oh, i fucking missed the point i'm like like if i watched us uh brian and i didn't pick up on that stuff i would probably kick myself for not catching oh this is actually a larger conversation but i just took it right at the surface value and the more i dug into mother the more i realized it's just bad movie but i spent a good 45 minutes I'm 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 telling you the real time now. It was about an hour and a half. Uh just making sure that I wasn't a dumb idiot who who missed something. It's not good movie. But I'll tell you, I left the movie theater going, what the hell did I miss? A lot of the movies on this list, uh, you know, there are fantastic um theory pages and subreddits about and I've I've read a lot of them. Um I have gone 
real deep on on the Matrix um, and Inception. Um, Predestination was one of the better mind benders I've seen in in recent years. Um, Confusion, though, the only thing that keeps coming to mind is uh, it's a it's actually a show on um, on Apple TV called Severance. Now, yeah, it's very it's very very good. It's very good. But I have no idea what I'm watching. <laughs> I'm two because episodes I, in. I like, feel the same way. I, I, I'm watching and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right. I said, I, you know, we'll keep watching it, Laura. But like at some point, I'm going to go back and watch the first, you know, couple episodes. She goes, this is episode one. And I went, <laughs> yep. Nope. There's no way this is episode. What did we like? They, they left the first and not in like a not in like a Tarantino way where that you come in in the middle and you it's not like that. Uh, it is, I still don't know what, having watched the entire first season, I don't know why this is happening. What, when this is happening, who would, who started it? I have no idea about anything. It's incredibly confusing and like, not the same way that Highlander, the quickening was incredibly confusing. Just like, I, I want to know. I wish you would tell me why, but every episode ends and I'm no closer to understanding what the hell is happening. But it's still so good that you're going to watch the next episode, right? I am. Uh, now, let me give you a confusing one that was confusing, made no sense whatsoever, and maybe along the lines of Mother. Did you either of you watch Spiderhead? Not, Not yet. yet. It's on my watch list. I was going to do it this Don't. weekend. Don't. Really? Just leave it off. Oh, I love Miles Teller. Oh, I love Miles Teller. You will watch that movie and go, what the fuck did I just watch? That's so sad. I mean, it is, it, I, I mean, I get it, but what, like, once you, once you, uh, f- like, find out what, like, what's sure. going on, you're kind of like, oh, that's, well, that's bad. That's the thing. Like, that's the Achilles heel. Oh. That's the thing that sets it off. <sighs> Someone told me it was like uh, Ex Machina, and I'm like, well, I fucking love Ex Machina. Give me all that every day, all day. It, it not like that at all. Damn it. I don't. I don't know because I've never seen it because you wouldn't stop talking about it for three years. <laughs> so I just went. I'm not. You know, that's how Ted Lasso started. That's how Doctor Who started. That's how know, Buying a Mac that's, started. You know, just it's do not, it. That's not the hill you want to die on. Josh, plus one point for saving me two and a half hours of time. Um, CJ, yeah, I'm going to give you two points for for the list, even though it is flawed. It is uh, generating a, a wonderful conversation, which is not done yet. I'm just giving you the points before I forget. No, that was actually the end of it. I, I was going to say make sure, I wanted to make sure that I honored um, your original question and gave you movies that confused me, but I also wanted to make sure that I said this list is horseshit and people need to learn how to make lists. I'm, I'm going to give you a movie that confused me and I refused to rewatch, and that is Vanilla Sky. With Tom, Tom Cruise. That's on my watch list. What's I, confusing about that? I, I Listen, I watched it when I was a young man, so I may not have had all of the okay. faculties that I needed to watch that film. That's but exactly I also it. remember saying, this movie is dog shit. <laughs> so I never watched it again. Wait, is Nicole Kidman in that? <clears throat> no, no. Penelope Cameron Cruz. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz and Penelope Cruz. I will see you in another life, Brian, when we are both cats. If that is a reference to Vanilla Sky, it I did is. not get it. Is a, a reference. I, so minus one point for trying it, to uh, connect with me. On I just told you was shit. That's uh, that's way out of left field for Cameron Crowe. It is, and it's, it's very really it's good. Very left field for him. And like mm-hmm. I remember watching it when it first came out because I was a Cameron Crowe fan, right? And like I uh, just what when when did that come out? Like two thousand. Four, something like that. Something like that. That is a that is a movie, Brian. That after I got done, it's the complete opposite of what this list is. After I got done, I I wanted to watch it again, and I read more about it, and I watched it again, and I read more about. It. Like I just kept going back to the well. Like that that movie was in a heavy rotation for a good three years for me. Uh, so uh, I that's I'm, a fucking artsy. It's an artsy thing. Yeah, it right. was probably it, it, it is very the, the movie came out in 2001. I was probably watching this when I was studying acting in college. So like I, I was I was putting this in heavy rotation. I think my brother Mike Josh uh, that, that, you know, uh, was into this movie very much and, and got me on there. So don't hold that against him. No, you know, he, he was in college by that point. I, uh, I, I have nothing else to add besides um, uh, 
No, never mind. That's fine. I have nothing else to add. We're good. The Lobster. You should watch The Lobster. I don't know if you remember that. It was when we were doing Fantasy Movie League and it kept winning tons and tons and tons of yeah, m- I remember money on that it. one. It also uh, a weird does not seem movie. like my cup of tea. A weird movie. Oh, here's, an, here's another one that confuses me, but is total crap, in my opinion. Being John Malkovic. <laughs> Hate that film. Who directed that? Then I watched Adaptation. I'm kind of tied together. You, you, you're cruising for for negative points. Uh, you know, at this point, I'll, I'll die on I'll die on this. I will defend movies I like. Okay, I did okay. not like being you know John what, Malkovich CJ? when I first watched it, right? You know what, I, it CJ, was plus not... two points for being, you know, drawing your line in the sand. Okay. I, all right. I, I did not like John Malkovich being John Malkovich when I first watched it. I, I liked Adaptation when I watched it and then found out the connection to being John Malkovich, and then that gave me a better appreciation for the movie. It's still weird. It is not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not recommending you watch these movies. If you haven't watched them already, you probably don't want to because you, you would have watched it by now. Uh, but uh, I, I I appreciated that movie after I saw its companion piece. But again, you shouldn't have to read a book to understand the movie, and you shouldn't have to watch another movie to understand another movie. So Very true. Very true. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this shindig up. I know, Josh, you have a movie time to make. Um, and yes, Max, award the I final would, points. We'll give you both two points for dealing with my background noise. Appreciate it. Both of you. <laughs> um, all right. So let me uh, let me break out the old calculator here. Hold on. T.I. 80. Well, what's the is that the right? Is that the, right? the Texas Instruments of the T.I. 80? 84. 84. 84. There was an 82. I'm sure there was an 80. But. I, I was just hoping I wasn't confusing TI and then something else. It was actually supposed to be TI. TI 84 is what I remember. The ni- there might have been a 92. Well, let's look. TI 92. Yeah, the 92 was the landscape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The 84 is definitely the one that uh, people would program to put Mario. In 84 is the, 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 the scientific one. The, yeah. the one that everybody had in, in uh, sophomore year of high school. high school. And then they hacked it and we played video games on it. Yeah. That was after my time. Oh. CJ. Sir. It is currently tied right now, but plus one point for unlocking a core memory because I had Tetris on my TI. <laughs> <laughs> so that means CJ wins. <laughs> well done. <laughs> the worst part was... Here's 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 a fun fact to just but uh, of the podcasting editing thing we I've been enjoying this new format very much right uh, mo- most everything we say is just staying in the show I've, I've been enjoying our conversations yeah, very much have take out we haven't had stinger uh, since we've done this uh, since we've started this new format uh, the last three three or four episodes we haven't had stinger material and I was like you know what this calculator bit. This will be Stinger because this isn't going to be relevant to anything in this in this conversation. But now it unlocked a point, so now it stays in the main show. All there right. you go. I say he'll so show you save The score was 12-12 until CJ unlocked that core memory. So CJ wins 13-12. to Josh, valiant effort. If you had been the guy who was like, oh, yeah, I had Tetris on my TI-84, I would have given you the point. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry, Josh. That's just the, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Uh, CJ and, did well. Well. And so that that is it for today's show. So what I want to say to you listeners, thank you so much for spending this past hour or so with us listening to us ramble on about, you know, sports movies and confusing films and mind-bending films. I, I had a lot of fun. I hope you did as well. Thank you for making us your walk around the neighborhood. You're cleaning the house. Maybe you're working from home. Who knows? We appreciate it. Uh, and you all have a wonderful week. We will be back next week with a uh, CJ hosting. Woo. Well, welcome to the club. Cause you were back on a nerd. 